welcome in to episode 208 of Catherine's Craft Collective. I'm Louise and today I've got, where did you get that hat? Where did you get that hat? Uh, what I've been working on, um, my textile artist gang and a little bit of coming up. And also swappy section might be making its way back. So, grab your cup of tea or your drab and I'll let you know what crack's been in Catherine's this past week. Right, make sure I've turned that off. Yes, I have. Last episode, I started freaking out that I had forgot to turn it off at one point. <laughs> How are you all, my lovely listeners? As you can hear, I'm much better. Much, much, much better. Actually, I shouldn't really have recorded the last time the way it sounded because when I was listening back, all I wanted to do was cough and clear my throat. So apologies if that kind of got on your nerves and... Just hopefully you just listen for the content, not actually listen to me talking. Not that it makes sense. I know what I mean. So I hope you're in good health and your weather is slightly better than us. We've got a bit of a blustery day. So Winnie the Pooh will probably be quite pleased. Um, autumn. But with autumn becomes we've got hat weather. So division music. Well, if you're hearing banging or a high-pitched noise, Daisy's making cookies downstairs. Hopefully she'll not make too much noise. Right. Uh, hats. Where did you get that hat? Where did you get that hat? I like a hat like that. I can't remember the next bit. But any time I'd come in with a hat to my mum's house, mum would sing that to me. In fact, I might do that today just to see. <laughs> and hat weather. It's not quite yet glove weather. I had them on the other day, but it's not quite cold enough yet. But it's definitely hot weather. Since last winter, I've had my hair cut quite short. It's back to being very short. And um, sometimes I look at Sandy's and think his is actually longer than mine. He's a short back and sides. And... I got it cut before we went on holiday and to the Belladrum Festival because I wanted easier um, looking after hair. And I'm I'm not one really to primp and preen my hair and it was getting to the point where I couldn't be bothered doing anything with it and then I couldn't do anything with it because I had got it caught shut. Shut? Caught? No. Cut <laughs> into a bob length. And I could put it in pigtails. Plus, because I was doing a lot of running, I always want it off my neck and out of my face. So I had thought, for a while, right, I'm going to cut my hair. So I did. And I quite like it. I miss having long hair, I have to say. I do miss and think, who's that? Oh, it's me. But um, I've got a kind of pixie kind of face, so I have a pixie kind of cut and I... I'm told that I suit it, so I'm okay about that. But my hats that I would been wearing or had made in the past year, two years, even three years, I noticed are slightly different on my head now because of having short hair. And then I thought, oh, some hats suit long hair better than others. So I thought, well, we'd look into this in this episode. So you could have long hair short hair, medium hair, and of course, uh, dreadlock hair. 
or dreads or um, people with colour hair because it's different to mine. Um, and the reason I'm bringing that one up is because in the first pattern on Ravelry is a really cool design, Hat Dana, and this is by Denise Bayron, and it's really, really popular, and she has it with her model. I'm not actually sure if it's her or not, but it's a model who has dreadlocks, and she styles it absolutely beautifully. So it depends on the bulk of your hair as to what style of hat or bandana, hat dana, that you're going to wear. The hat dana is kind of a bandana scarf, headscarf. You can tie it down so you can use it as a hat. And it's, it's really cool. I've seen a lot of people knitting these and I think I put it on my list. So certainly go and have a look at that. So then I started looking at the list of what you could have for knit and also crochet of hats. You can um, crochet up a hat. Now, I'm more inclined to think that a crochet hat would be for the summertime or spring or autumn where you don't need a very tight gauge to keep the wind out or the cold out. It's more to keep your hair out of your eyes or to hide your hair that you've maybe not washed that day and you've got to walk the dog. I had to do that sometimes. Um, <laughs> I like to wash my hair, I like to be clean, but sometimes there was mornings where I haven't washed my hair in time. And whilst I really only meet a couple of people out and about, it's nice to kind of keep it out of your eyes. <laughs> oh look, geese! Honk, 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 honk. Right, um, so there is 12 are 12 categories on Ravelry, one of them being other, and the f on Ravelry of hats, you've got beanies, torques, structured form, turbans, etc. Um, and I quite like the cloche hats, I've got a few of them. Um, you could have what you want on your hat. Um, I mean, the world is absolutely your oyster. I would say that your yarn content, you're going to have to choose something that can be worn next to skin because the back of your neck and your forehead and temple area are very sensitive areas, even if you don't particularly have sensitive skin. If there's a high yarn tickle, or that's where it's going to sort of just catch the tiny little hairs that you have on your face. So you want to sort of think what will be suitable to wear against skin. So outer garment, um, yarns, maybe not so. You could have on the top of them, you've got a choice of pom-poms, to palm or not to palm, that is the question. You could tassel, you could bobble, you could eye cord, you could cross screw, I don't know what that is, I've written it down and forgone. Uh, and crochet loop, amongst other things. I like a pom-pom on other people, but I don't pom myself as such. If I had bought a hat, I would possibly pom, but I don't like making pom-poms. And I have had a pom-pom maker in my past. I just don't choose to. If I like other people's palms, 
I quite like them fluffy ones, but they do make me want to sneeze <laughs> just by looking at them. I chew. Um, but I wouldn't probably choose to palm my own hat. I do like other people's palms. It's just not for me. There is a big sort of movement for political messages on hats or using the hat as a political message, such as the pussycat hats. You could have subversives, subversive, shouting out, or subtle. Um, you could have, moving on, a ponytail hat. Now, I found one on Ravelry. I love this. Um, and it's the unicorn squared Roxam Skavarg Skewker. I'm sorry, I can't really read my writing there. Skewer? Steaker. Steaker. And it... <laughs> really cool she's made a pom-pom it no it's it's a, it's got a unicorn horn on it and i think that one's a crochet hat but it's really funny you can have amusement hats such as that one or the kraken hat by natalie allen and it is just like wearing a kraken on your head think octopus on speed this is amusing because so, we're coming up to halloween people are starting to think about outfits or hats. So there's Twisted Witch Hat by Stephanie Pokorny. I should really practice these before I started, but um, yeah. And then there's the Carp DM Useless Goldfish Monsters Hat by Akabiko Boten. And then there's a monster hat, but it's actually the Cookie Monster. <laughs> Very simple. And this is by Mary Conley. I like this one as well. It's the Cookie Monster colour of hat, just a beanie, but she's pom-pommed two Cookie Monster eyes to the top of it, which is so clever. Because your pom-poms, you can make um, different colours of yarn in them and actually make it look like something if you know how to do it. And <laughs> I do like a good fun hat, it has to be said, and I'm not adverse to actually wearing a good fun hat. Willy Wormhead has recently put out her new collection, Inversion, and uh, she's still going sideways, and this one is even more interesting than the previous sideways collection. And she's using two colours of double knit, and they're reversible. They're all quite geometric, these ones, and I think that you're getting extremely good value for your collection if you purchase this. You can have techniques to make your hat your own. You can have plain, if you just want to whip a hat. Patterned, textured, feyrile. And the Shetland Woolwick hats are very popular. And I, I wonder if some of that's because they give out the pattern free and eventually it sort of reverts back to the designer. But seeing the picture of all the Shetland Woolwick hats in the same room this week was just amazing. So the, the pattern this year was, I've not yet made it, but um, it's got sheep and a little boat. And I, li I like that all the sheep were white in, in the picture. Everybody gone for white sheep. But there you can have the same pattern and thousands of different color combinations to suit people's tastes or what they have in their stash. And it does make it personal. The Harriet's hat, this is a fair L pattern, and it's by Harriet Middleton, and this 
is to give the proceeds towards Shetland's MRI scanner appeal. It's a very popular hat and it's a really, really nice Shetland sort of what you would maybe think is a traditional style of Shetland knitting, fairel. And the fairel is quite good because it keeps the gauge of the hat quite close together. It's almost giving you a double or triple layer depending on how many um, colours you're working across. And this would give extra protection from the, the winds of winter or even summer. And even if you felt your hat a little bit, it gives it even more. I tend to wear my um, busty beanie, which was the Shetland Wool Week hat from a few years ago now, when I'm needing quite a snug fit. Although, <laughs> because I've lost the bulk of hair, I have less snug fit now. So I was thinking the other day, maybe I'll attempt to put it into the washing machine to felt it down a little bit more. But there lies the path of no return, so I'll maybe just put up with it being a little looser than it used to be. Um, there's the ombre hats, um, I love, love them. There's an Alaskan hat with his trees on, and I always think of Mel in Alaska when I see that. You could make a tiny little preemie hat from your leftover scraps that you have from your other projects, and then they can be donated to whatever preemie baby is in need. You could make sailor uh, hats for sailors throughout the world. I'm not hundred percent sure how much good yarn you want to put into them because depending on what um the person who's working on a boat is doing as to how easily that hat is gonna either get covered in fish guts or be blown off its head so it'll disappear. But if you think somebody in the North Sea, or any sea, and they need to be kept warm, something that goes round the ears, it's the 1898, um, is it Fisherman's or Sailor's cap? And I love mine. I was given one years ago, and it's got a double layer around the ear flaps, and then quite a snug top. And I've always wanted to make another one, but never quite gotten round to it, because I don't think that mine will probably be as good. But uh, Richard always thinks I look like Marvin the Martian. He says, you just need a brush on the top of that, and you look Marvin the Martian. I says, I don't care, I've got a warm head. If your head is warm, the rest of your body is much better, has to be said. So a hat is a very important tool in winter. You can have the Norwegian or Nordic style hats. They are generally quite high, high a lot of work in them, uh, but beautifully made and high workmanship. You could have your hat to match your mittens, your scarf and your cowl, which I think would be the pistol resistance. <laughs> Every year I think I really must make a matching scarf and gloves instead of being unmatchy. But not that it's going to get me any less warm, it just for my own selfishness, I think that would be nice. So hats, think about your hair for starters, your yarn content and your style and go for whatever suits you. And also you need at least 
four hats for a winter because you're going to have different weather days. Some days it's just going to be really, really cold with no wind. Some days it'll be windy and slightly warmer and some days it'll be wet. So it's necessary, which is good, but it's necessary to have at least four. So what are you waiting for? You can knit them from the top down, from the bottom up. You don't need to do them in the round. You could knit them flat and sew them up if you're quite a newish knitter. Just lash on, my friend. And then I'll ask, sing to you, where did you get that hat? Where did you get that hat? And you can tell me that you made the hat. And I'll go, oh, that's nice. What's the pattern, please? what have I been knitting on recently there's been no crochet there has been a little bit of textile artist I'll come on to that next I finished Dougal which was the kit from the front of 105 issue of Knit Now and this is by Scylla Webb and with all his hair on I think he actually looks quite cool I keep him in my room and he is on my window ledge when I open the door to my room, I see him and he makes me smile. He is not exactly like Dougal, yet he is not zombie Dougal. I know some of you are slightly disappointed. He looked very funny naked. <laughs> but then he was sort of two sausages. I think the head wasn't quite right. And you have to make them in pieces. But once you put on the fringe and there was a lot of cutting, measuring and cutting... There was at least 150 of um, so many centimetres for his back and then 75 for his head and then extra ones for his tufts. And I only just had enough of the yarn supplied in the kit. I think I pretty much stuck to what I was supposed to do. So, um, yeah, but it's just, it's lovely. And if you're into toys and, or you just want to make somebody who loves Dougal this, I would maybe look again at this. Alan Dart has a really, really nice Dougal pattern, but I think you have to have the, um, I think it was from a book or a collection, and I'm not sure how easy that would be to get. So uh, first place you would look is Scylla Webb from Knit Now, issue 105. Now, I'm told that Magic Roundabout is more of a British, possibly, and French publication um, back from the 70s and 80s, and much loved. I used to have a Magic Roundabout light shade when I was little, and it was just a stop-motion animation, like many of the other much-loved, like Paddington and things like that. I was going to say King Rolo, but I don't think he was stop-motion. And Mr. Ben, he was cartoon type, wasn't he, as well? We were talking about King Ben. Uh, not King Ben. Mr. Ben the other day. I used to go into his wardrobe and in the shop. And the shopkeeper would say, what do you want to be today? And he would give him an outfit and he would go off and have adventures. So, sorry, <laughs> I digress. Dougal uh, gave quite a lot of us on Instagram and sort of in my actual area here a lovely trip down memory lane so it was worth it 
if nothing else. So I was glad that I finished that. And then I sort of picked up my Ama Jumper by, or Ama Sweater, by Maddie Harvey. And I'm knitting this for Daisy. And I'm not quite split for the sleeves. It's not as fast as I wanted this to be. I was thinking that this would have just ripped off the needles. But I think maybe I was being a bit distracted by other things. So this is why it hasn't. But um, it's in double knit. So it's not as slow as four ply. Um, and I'm using some yarn I got from the table of unrequirement from um, the retreat. And then I went to textile artists and one of my lovely friends, Ella, who actually was my maths teacher when I was at high school, uh, and my neighbour, <laughs> is moving to Aberdeen in the next month. So we were talking about what we could um, give her as a present, as a memory of us as a group because she's been a very important member and friend to us. She's very, very generous. Over the years, Ella has given me a lot of things and she's continued to give me a lot of things to the point of I have to keep saying, no, I don't need any more. I'm sitting looking at one, two, three, four, five, six books that she's passed on <laughs> and yard to go with it and knitting needles to go with it. Um, so, I had actually been knitting on my mum's socks that I've been knitting on since February. And I'd say, who here's got size five and a half feet? And Jill says, no, me. Oh, perfect. Right, could you try on these socks? So she tried them on and then I went, oh, eh, eh, please don't get this wrong. These are for my mum. These aren't for you. Because um, that's how I gave Dorothy this socks. I said, who's got size six feet? Oh, Dorothy, could you try them on? Yes, you can keep them. Which I thought was a really nice way of doing it. <laughs> but then I felt really bad because Ella wasn't getting to keep these. So she said, oh, they fit fine. And I was right, thank you. And I'm back on them ones. I'm almost at the decrease of the second sock. And I hadn't kitchenered the first sock. And also, I don't like the cast on at the first sock, so I'm going to pick that out. But I had the... When I was on the plane, when I went off on holiday, I got to the point where the kitchener and thought, oh, eh, I haven't got a needle in my bag because I'm a fool and didn't take it. What will I do? Oh, I have a... Uh, like, you know these big stitch holders that looks like a big nappy pin? One of them. So I put it on them and... The other night, I thought, oh, I'm going to kitchen that just now. Right, dun, 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 dun. Puts them back onto two needles, the stitches. Kitcheners it up. I was watching the Great British Bake Off at the time. Looks down. <laughs> Kitchener did squint. Instead of going from left to right, to seam to seam, I have gone from top to bottom. And in the middle, it looks perfect for kitchenering. At the sides, not so great. I'm going to have to take it out and re-kitchener it. So this sock is the sock that wants to be knitted on and worked on so much. It's just it's ridiculous. It's so selfish. The other sock is much better, so I'm happy with it. But I'm not quite at the decrease for the toe yet. So because Ella had tried on the sock, and then we were talking about what we were going to take her out for lunch or going 
put something together and they would look to each other and went, well, or even a bit late to do something, like make something, but, uh, oh, what can we do, what can we do? So in my head, I thought, well, I can make a pair of socks quite quickly. <laughs> so I went home and I had a rummage in my stash and I found a lovely skein and I'm playing with the ball band here. This is the noise of me touching the paper. And it's Cookston Crafts, hand-dyed in Aberdeenshire. And I've seen her a few times at various shows. And this is a gift from Lorna from the retreat. So thank you very much, Lorna. I've never known knitting. And she's got on the back of it, robbed from Claire before she had time to label it. This is Tammy Nori. And it's Superwash Merino Nylon Sock 4-ply, 425 metres, which is very generous. Made with love near Ellen Aberdeenshire. And because it said Aberdeenshire, I thought, well, that's what I've got to do because I don't have any sock weight Keithness yarn or enough. But I don't think I've got any sock weight Keithness yarn because I used it all up. Used all the Keithness yarn up, didn't I? <gasps> I can't remember. Oh, I'm going to have to go into my stash and have a look. Oh, I'll enjoy that. So, whilst I wanted to give her the Keithness yarn, I didn't have any, so I went for the next best thing, which was this Aberdeenshire. And the colours are speckled. And I have seen Ella wearing things like that and thought that it was kind of perfect for her. So that day I went home, I wound the yarn, I cast on the sock, I have finished the first sock, and I am on the heel of the second sock. So I'm doing... I'm a wee bit behind schedule because Richard's come home from work offshore. But I will get it finished before she goes off at the end of the month. And hopefully she won't go before I have the chance to give them to her personally. If not, I'll post them to her because she was showing us pictures of her new house and she told us the address and we looked it up on Google Maps to get an idea of the... We were being nosy, really. But we now know where she is and we know how to visit her. So that would be lovely. And oh, we're going to miss Ella a lot. And Dorothy and I keep going, I can't, I just can't, I just can't, I can't think about it. Because I don't want to accept that she's actually leaving. And we shall cry for weeks. <laughs> but she can come back and visit us and um, she's always going to be a precious friend to us that we can contact and send photographs. And she's quite tech-savvy, so we'll be able to do that. Uh, she'd also, because she's been tidying out her house, um, she's downsizing, she had given me a book for applique and quilting. And this is Carl Armstrong's Patches and Posies. And in this, it's got a Poncetta, Poncetia? Well, pons the second one. Um applique template which is what I'm needing for finishing off the the challenge that she gave us last year for Christmas <laughs> she's not actually noticed I've not finished it so um it I need to get onto my little printer and decrease the size of this so that's it's all kind of meant and it all ties together eventually doesn't it um at Textile Artists, we had a lovely couple of weeks and Dorothy has been modge-podging things. 
um, well, when I say things, she had napkins, you know, the picture napkins that you can get, and you, they're in three layers, and she cuts out the design on them and modge podges them onto card. You can hear my dog whiffing. There's not how I can do about this because he's downstairs working in. Hopefully a child or a husband will let him in soon. If not, you can hear that. That whiff means, let me in. It's raining out here and I want to come in. So, um, yeah. My life for a dog flap. That would be quite good. But, um... So Tesla, so she was doing the Mod Podge and it was really good fun watching somebody play. It's like being at uh, play school. <laughs> That's what we would say. We're at play school for adults. So she's Mod Podge them and everybody was home. So it's quite easy. So there might be Mod Podge Christmas cards this year because it's quite a, you can do a production line of them quite easily at a reasonably low cost. And um, Shirley has a Sheena Norcoy book, or the Sheena Norcoy book. And if any of you are into quilting or hand embroidery, then this is absolutely stupendous. She has a sort of contract with Aurifil Threads, and she is machine embroidery threads, and she also has hand embroidery threads. And their collections, so she then goes and does pieces with and the ones in this book are Highland collection and peacock colour collections because the front page of the book is a peacock and embroidered absolutely stupendous and then the Highland collection is the colours of the Highlands of Scotland because Sheila uh, Sheila was from Orkney but she lives in Bernaysway so she's very Highland and she has pictures um, that she's sort of made up. I'm not actually sure how she's done it, if she's used um, applique or what, but the embroidery on it is using the threads. And one of the pictures, I said, oh, because we were like, oh, we love them ones. And I said, yeah. This is actually, this is the picture I love the most. And it's a really moody hill with sort of a, almost silhouette of a hill and it's a grey sky, and then they're in the front foreground. There's a wee sort of silhouette of a stag, and then there, the next picture was a hill, and it has white snow, but it's not picturesque snow. It's the leftover snow. So when you come to about April, and you're fed up with snow, so I says, yeah, this is the reality and the practical picture of what I think, and then here is the picture of the Highland Coo in the heather with the purple and the bracken and you know, what picture postcard Scotland looks like, which actually isn't true very often in my head. But <laughs> this is why I liked it. And then she also had something really, really simple of a set of, I think it was 10 centimetre squares, and she used the threads one way and the other way and it's so simple but very very effective and it shows off the beautiful threads that she has so Shirley was actually working on doing that Barbara was making some little um she was using up bits of card and paper and she was making sort of wee cards I think she's going to a craft fair soon so 
She was talking about Modge Podge with Dorothy quite a bit. Ella's crocheting because she can't sew just now because she's packing up her house. And Catherine was hand embroidering something, like just bits of fabric, just with a very straight stitch, which was very interesting and simple yet effective. I was adding beads to the sea piece, or piece of the sea, that we had started back before the summer holiday. So I'm trying to get to the point of where I think that's enough beads. <laughs> I'm not quite sure when that'll be. But I'm quite enjoying it. It's just low level, not too complicated, very pretty kind of thing. So it was nice and we all kind of got the urge to do Modge Podge and send our friend Ella some, away with something to remind her of us. No, I don't know how she could actually forget us because we were so awesome. So, uh, yeah, so that was my making in the past three weeks. I've been trying to be monogamous on these socks as much as possible to get them finished. And it's amazing how much progress that you can do when you use up them extra uh, times that you're waiting on the kettle boiling, waiting on your tea cooking, but you're standing over it. It's just all them little dead times that you maybe would pick up your phone and start going on Instagram. So that was time spent. Coming up in the next couple of weeks in Scotland is the Loch Ness Knitfest. Um, this will be the 18th and 19th of October in the Games Hall of the Leisure Centre at Buck Park. And I, again, can't go because whilst I'm not doing the marathon, I'm actually going to Sweden. So um, we've never, I've never been. Richard has been with work and he said, well, will we go? And I went, can we afford it? And he went, yes. And I went, yes then. So we're quite excited as a family to go over. I don't know if I'll manage to find any knitting over there. Um, hopefully I maybe get a souvenir or two and get some of Swedish culture and learn a bit more and give the Burns some experience of different cultures. And, um, but there will be some Caithness contingent going down, uh, Naomi and Debbie, and also Ailey are thinking of going. So if you see any of them, um, do go over and chat away. And bye bye bye, because there will be some really, really lovely sellers they're not the massive big names that you would get at maybe Edinburgh. Maybe they're even littler than the Perth ones. But at the same time, they've got their worth. And sometimes people who can't do the big shows still manage to do the little shows and are really, really worth going to see. And then the more you buy, the maybe the bigger they want to be. Or maybe they're happy being that size. So... If you're going to Loch Ness, I hope you enjoy yourself and see what crack is and get a bit of Inverness hospitality. Um, oh, the dog's whiffing. There must be somebody walking past because it's a different type of whiff. He has various whiffs. <laughs> right. Finally, Swappy. Um, is there any interest in doing the Christmas or and winter decoration swap this year? 
um, if you let me know. I will put a thing on Ravelry just to say that I've done this show and the last show. I've been very poor in giving you any, if at all, uh, show notes. I'll maybe list off some of these in the show notes this time of the patterns I was talking about in the hats and the Ama sweater and Cookston crafts because I think that they're worth talking about. Um, and if you could put down somewhere that if you ever be interested in doing it and we'll get it set up because we'd have to do it in November to get sent for sort of the 1st of December because it's coming around and that would be about it. I read somewhere the other day, and I don't know why it didn't really occur to me, that we're coming into the last few months of 2000, the tweens, teens, we're going into a new decade in January the 1st, and wow, so if anybody has anything that they've been putting off, why not use that as an excuse? So just get going. I'd be interested to hear if any of you actually have thought about this and have plans to do anything. I haven't. I think I'd like to get back being quite fit again. Um, I've no plans to actually redo a marathon yet. In my head, I'm running next weekend. And all the best to those listeners that actually are Steph and Susan and her sister. I can't remember your name offhand. Sorry. But... Um, this is a worldwide event now, so I know that it'll be, oh, it is going to be well attended. And my best friend from school, Emma, is doing her first half marathon. She doesn't listen, but good luck, Emma. <laughs> so I am still quite sick that I can't be there. There's no way I'm fit enough to do any of it, really. Just today, there's the Baxters, Tenkin, and Merness, and the marathon. So some of our uh, runny pals are down there, and hopefully that they're having a better weather than here. <laughs> the World Athletics are on in Qatar just now, so I've been watching a little bit of that. Um, I've still been watching a bit of my Korean dramas. I've seen that if it's in winter, they have knitwear. And they also wear a lot of tweed. Not so much tartan, but they wear a lot of tweed and woolen outfits because they must get cold and there is snow. And first snow is a thing, which is really cool. And it's nice to see the knitwear. Some of it is really nice. There's one that I'm going to try and look up how to make. Um, it's from the airs the mother was wearing. So I'll take a picture of it and see if I could find out a bit more. Um, and one of them I watched called The Healer. Um, there's a character in it that knits. <laughs> She's sort of a background helper character, but what she knits on isn't... I don't know, I think that the character is meant to sort of be knitting acrylic things that are a bit out there, but she <laughs> she's just... She's a really good character, and um, some of the stories are actually really, really interesting. Um, one of them I watched, Pinocchio, it was talking about the press and what responsibility that they have and whilst the sort of it's touted as a, a romance but it's actually poking hole in media how that they don't um 
reflect or report properly. They just go for what sensationalism is and how this programme then sort of brought... They're trying to get the ethics back to actually just reporting the facts. And it used the analogy, which is quite brutal, but quite interesting. And it says, so if, if I've got two things, there's good news and there's bad news. What do you go first? Good, good news. Right. The good news is, the one that you want here is that you have won tickets to your favourite concert and you're going to have backstage access and everything. And you go, wow, that's amazing. All right, what's the bad news? You've got pancreatic cancer. That's the news that you need to hear. The other news is that you want to hear. So it was quite a... And this was made in, I think, 2014. So it was quite an interesting look previous to this era of news and so-called fake news that we're in just now. And it's just a shame that it's not kind of carried on. So um, I'm currently watching Goblin, which is about a goblin and the Grim Reaper and the the Goblin's Bride um, and the thoughts of people being resurrected and the afterlife. And it's a comedy as well, as a rom-com, as well as a tragedy. And it's really good. I was starting to kind of get to know which different actors and who's who and um, some of the words I'm picking up. I can, I, I could actually already count to 10 in Korean anyway, but um, I know how to say I love you. <laughs> and no, and yes, and hello, and also various things. And then I think I can speak Korean until they turn the subtitles off and then I'm thinking, hmm... Still got a little bit to go, but really, really enjoying watching what what goes on over there. Um, I know it's not all true, and but I think you pick up the ilk of, or you pick up a bit of it. I know, I know it's not true, and it, like it's not true here, but I like to think that if I went, I would have a better understanding than just going and not knowing. Um, and the other thing, I watched a Chinese one, Coco Squid, <laughs> some of them's terrible. The Chinese ones aren't as good as the Korean ones. In my opinion, the Japanese ones, I don't really like them at all. But the um, the Chinese ones, they showed great patriotism from the youth. And I know that they get taught a different history to what we get taught for them. So it was, it was really interesting to see how patriotic they actually were. And um, it's comforting as well to know that people still love the country. You know, I know that they've got different human rights to us. And, yeah, they, it's, it's not what I think is acceptable. But at the same time, um, they have the same love of a country that we possibly would over in the other side of the world. So the more we learn about each other's cultures, the better it is, don't you think? And on that note, I think I'll leave you there. So, um, hope you have a good couple of weeks. I hope that you manage to do your productive and what craft you're doing. I will be finishing these socks and then I'm hoping to get back onto the Ama sweater and possibly pick up my jumper dress. Mm. <laughs> oh, and Anne, uh, lovely Angela of Scotch Tweed, thank you, Angela, sent me a pattern called. Uh, the shrift, was it short shrift? And this is by, I'm going to say Andrea Mowry. I might be wrong. 
But one, I think it was Rhiannon at the retreat, I haven't got this written down in my notes, I just remembered it just now, um, was making a shawl like this at the retreat. And then I looked it up and thought, that's really nice. And they have a cowl version of it, and it's almost like a bandana, but it's joined. So I just had it on my list, and then Angela, for some reason or other, because she's kind and generous and foolish, <laughs> bought me it. So it's very kind, and I was looking for some worsted yarn to... Because you need three skeins of worsted yarn for it. And I've got that beautiful teal that I keep referring to. And it's sitting with a yellow, but the yellow's four pie. Could maybe... But it's then, it, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I could double it over. But it says that you use up the entire skein, so I'm going to have to go stash dive in. I know I don't have a great deal of worsted, but I do have a reasonable amount of double net. So I will go in and stash dive, because I think that would be quite nice. Right, listeners, let's get this going. I hope you have a nice Sunday or and whatever you're doing. We're off to have Sunday dinner with my mum and my uncle, who is up visiting with my auntie. So I will be having Yorkshire puddings. Yummy. I love mum's Yorkshire puddings. So whatever you're doing, keep on crafting. Everybody in the bus, wiggle, jiggle, and make sure that you annoy the person beside you. I could probably think that you're needing a pee. <laughs>